Welcome to Wake TV. So today, Sue and I are going to talk about no more gurus so you can empower yourself and we're going to explain how you can do it. Hi, welcome to Awake TV. So today, Sue and I are going to talk about we are not following gurus. We, nobody's guru is, you know, guru is a 3D consciousness and doesn't matter that is a political field, a spiritual field, or business field. 5D consciousness is not about following, including, you know, following some high alien civilization, not following anybody. So what we want to talk about is this. So, Sue, what your opinion about this, like worshiping someone or something and think you are less than these people and got to listen to these people? I think the best place to start is where the term guru came from. And mm -hmm. so we're talking about an ancient concept in mm -hmm. our terms of time. Mm -hmm. And um, I think people, humans, um, during the times of the original gurus, uh, um, they had a lower consciousness, uh, mm -hmm. you know, the 3D consciousness. Mm -hmm. And there were difficulties, obviously, wars, um, societies not getting along, uh, mm -hmm. power and control struggles, those sorts of things that mm -hmm. go along with 3D consciousness. Yeah. And so I believe what happened was there were enlightened ones Mm -hmm. that were sent even back then mm -hmm. to help and assist society. Yeah. And they had a higher consciousness. And uh -huh. so their wisdom was easily felt mm -hmm. by the people that were of the lower consciousness. And this isn't a judgment statement. This is just talking about the difference in understanding life. Yeah. Um, so, of course, they were looked upon as, you know, the wise and the ones that had all the knowledge and the wisdom, and it would feel that way to a 3D person, mm -hmm. because this elevated soul has come in with these high concepts that were making sense to them, mm -hmm. but they had to study them, and they had to practice them, and they had to write them down, and so I think, you know, without belaboring it too much, that's what happened a long long time ago and that was the inception of the guru now if we're talking today i think many many people are of much higher consciousness than oh three. yeah for sure so um but that principle of there's someone out there outside of myself that knows more than i do is still prevalent even in spiritual circles but especially mm -hmm. in the scientific community and you know, all other communities, it's, it's still a widely held concept that there's someone outside of me that knows more than I do or better than I do. Mm -hmm. And so I think this is why we want to talk about this today, because you and I understand and we, we know that, you know, just because we're attracted to a source of information, it's because we're thirsting for knowledge and we're trying to, you know, in educate ourselves about a certain topic. Mm -hmm. And so we are naturally drawn to individuals that are speaking on that topic that have um, a light to them that we're attracted yeah. to. So we want to know about it. Mm -hmm. but they're, if they're human beings, and even if they're not human beings, like you said, if they're galactics, they're still not God's source energy that, you know, knows everything. Yeah. So we have to 
also rely on our internal abilities to determine whether that what we're hearing is true for us. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, because the moment we give somebody the status of guru or uh, whatever name you want to give them, you know, they, they know everything. They're, they're the, a leader, they're a spiritual teacher, they're a healer, they're whatever they are. As soon as we give them responsibility for knowing it all or being the ultimate source of information, we then do two things. We subtract our own power from ourselves mm -hmm. of being able to intuit mm -hmm. what is truth. And then we give them this power over us. And, and the minute they disappoint us in a sense, like what, someday we're listening, we're listening, and then all of a sudden we realize that we don't agree with something they're saying, then they've fallen off this pedestal that we've put them on. Yeah. And it's our fault for doing that. It's not their fault for being human and falling off mm -hmm. or being wrong about something or being misguided about something. Yeah. It's our fault because them in the status of being guru there they should know it all and i mean i don't know one human being not even einstein not even all in the wheelchair i can't think of his name right now um not a, no one human being knows it all no not at all like i always have the skeptical idea about the buddha like my mother's side of family was a monk and they worshiped, you know, Buddha. Mm -hmm. And then I read his autobiography and uh, my thinking was he's a human being who got enlightened. Why do I have to pray for someone who is a human just like me? And uh, I'm not gonna put him in some kind of God status. I thought that was ridiculous. And I, I kept that my thought within myself because some people do believe in Buddhism and you know I, I i didn't it didn't really buy buy me into their religion right and they did have a you know the code of ethic like we share in all religions so i was thinking oh that's a good idea but you know as long as someone is a human um i felt like um why do I have to listen to you, you know? <laughs> so my attitude was like, it's a good thing Angel, Archangel showed up after my awakening because I wouldn't listen otherwise if Buddha or whoever showed up, like, am I gonna say, who are you to talking to me, you know? <laughs> Archangel, I was like, okay, Archangel is telling me what to do. So. I argued back as much as I felt like, you know, telling my opinion about it. I don't shut up about it. But it, back then, I felt like if they tell me to do something, I was like, okay, who am I going to say? Like, they tell me to get certain um, activation on my birthday. Maybe I should. So I kind of listened, you know, certain orders they tell me to do for a while. But after like you go through your growth period with them, then they're not going to tell you anything anymore. You know, just like raising the child after they know certain things and then parents not going to tell you what to do anymore. They encourage how you learn from your own experience, right? 
I think that's the important part is where did that archangel come from? And as we've, we were saying, it comes from within us. You were ready to awaken at that time and obviously ready for that information. Otherwise, the angel would not have presented to you. You were receiving that information. We have that ability all the time, every day, ever since we were born. We just didn't know it. And so the more we open up to that heart center space, which is where everything is, including source, um, instead of relying on, say, a priest or a, a monk or anybody in the scientific community to tell you what your truth is, you can listen to the information, but I think it's our responsibility and it's where our power lies to sift through it and decide. Yeah does it have meaning for me? Mm -hmm. And, you know, as we had said before, both of us had been indoctrinated in the Catholic religion. I knew as a very young child that some of the things I was hearing, I just did not believe in. I just knew it. And um, so I was always respectful and I went through the motions until I became of an age where I could, um, but it just didn't make sense to me. I could, I knew somehow that I could connect to God anywhere that I was. I mean, I could see such beauty in, in nature and um, in every, in so many things in the world that it was evidence for me that there was God everywhere. Why wasn't God in here? Of course, God's in here or a source or whatever you want to call prime creator. Um, why did I need this guy over here who, Oh, yeah, but who's a priest who that, by the way, later is causing trouble in his own family. So I had, <laughs> I had clergy in my family. Okay. Yeah. So I had a very special point of view when it came to things like that. I could see their humanity. Yeah. There was a, there was a nun and there were several priests. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying they were bad people, but I'm saying they were human. And I could see that yeah. as a child because you'd hear one thing in the mass and then you'd come home and you'd hear other things. Yeah, that's and, why um, the situation, like my mom's family, right? They, they were no way in the position to talk, teach about the religion, you know? <laughs> yeah, once you have that bird's eye view of, of who they are as human beings, you realize that I don't have to go through this individual to connect with God, that it's already there. Yeah, and then, you know, I I met so many priests, and then depends on the person, they have their own point of view. Like, one priest told me, once you watch TV, you go to hell, you know? And then the other priest was very, um, you know, contemporary. So whatever the Catholic Church teaches you as a sin, they, he has a more contemporary point of view, like how we are adapting whatever we are doing right now, and then do you really call it the sin? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Well, so, I noticed that when I moved from Virginia to New York, uh -huh. so the I'm difference thinking, in the churches, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking like, oh, priests, depends on the person. Some of them are crazy, and some of them make sense. <laughs> well, one of my favorite priests, um, I'm, I'm sure he must have passed on by now. Um, his name was Father Justin, and... Uh -huh. If there was anybody I would listen to, it was him because he didn't even really like get up on the pulpit and, and talk about um, or at the altar for mm -hmm. us. Um, he didn't get up there and just spit scripture at people. He would 
talk to us like human beings. And, you know, he might mention Matthew or Luke or, you know, whatever, but it was always in weaving into discussion as we as human beings in these times, Mm -hmm. how we are to treat each other and how, you know, we're to, to be in this world. And Mm -hmm. I could feel his light yeah. I just always wanted to be near him. I, w- I just wanted to be in his presence. Even if I wasn't hearing his words, I just wanted to be in his energy. I was a little kid. So a lot of times I'd space out in church. <laughs> but just being in his presence um, made me very, very happy. And so I never fought going to church with my grandmother um, in those years. Mm-hmm. And um, my grandmother was a very light individual. She mm-hmm. she was beautiful, beautiful uh, human being. And, um, so anytime with her, and then I got to be with father Justin, it was awesome. Let's get out of religion for a minute and talk about other types of gurus you want to. Yeah. In spiritual world, especially, right. We have all those big figure of spiritual guru, right. And people follow like, uh, each word that they say it's some kind of Bible, you know, yeah. Yeah. I think it's a good idea for us to have a healthy sense of skepticism or discernment, right? Because everybody are not perfect. So mm-hmm. we can just take what resonates us. Well, we don't have to take everything from this person, right? I agree. As a matter of fact, my mentor, you know, 30 some years ago, he always said that. He, he said, even if, uh, even if it's me we're talking about, take what you can use, take what applies, what feels right to you, what you can utilize in your life and let the rest go. Don't be concerned about it. And he always also said that the right teacher would show up mm-hmm. when the time was right. So I thought about that when you talked angel because I think of the angels as the teachers you know our guides our masters our guardian archangels I think of them as our teachers they follow us in our lives and they they provide hints and and curiosities and things to consider but they never force us it's free will so we can never be told by them what to do they can suggest and we can either do it or not because we live in free will um, reality. And so I believe that 30 years ago that, you know, always the right one would show up when I'm ready for it, for the information. Mm -hmm. And it has been like that my whole life with, with the, um, you know, Wayne Dyer, Louise Hay, Deepak Mm -hmm. Chopra, you know, any of those that, many people consider gurus Mm -hmm. they've shown up right at the time when i was consciously ready to understand the information Mm -hmm. but not a minute sooner and so there's synchronicity there there is um you know i think we can assume that if a new person has come into our awareness that there's something from them that we need to hear yeah i don't know what it is but Mm -hmm. there's something Mm-hmm. But then what you said comes into play. We have to discern. We have to not look at them as some kind of God or they're the, they're the ones that with all the information. Yeah. Like some of them are good at one aspect of teaching, right? Yeah. I mean, let's say I was following a lot of relationship coach, like when I was in the uh, entertainment field, right? 
And the funny thing is, that's what I do now. <laughs> the point is, I was following these people and then um, getting their teaching, and that was extremely helpful for me, especially like guys point of view and that kind of thing you you don't know if you're a girl like how they think so i was attracted to you know someone like matthew hasi he was very um loving and also very straightforward right and that was helpful and also realistic approach about how let's say when you're in the dating field how you can put yourself on the market without chasing a guy, but you're not going to be passively waiting for it. So I was thinking, wow, that was a good, you know, example. But I don't look at him like, wow, he knows everything. I'm like, well, he knows about relationship and the dating, you know, or other some other perspective of it, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because there are many, right? Yeah. But it was so, helpful to you. Yeah, it was helpful for me. And then I was originated by him. And that became part of me, you know, for example. But when he, you know, I, I don't think he was talking about spirituality or anything. But if he happened to start talking about it, you know, since it's not his field, I'm not going to take his word as a word of God, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's always a good idea to learn from someone because it's a good idea to be humble. So you can also learn from anybody about what they know more than you do. But that doesn't mean you're going to put the some person at the pedestal and uh, worshiping them, you know? Yeah, because that gives our individual power away. Or and we are losing our power or we are losing our discernment. You know, we're putting ourselves into the position that we stop thinking for ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's a dangerous place to be because mm -hmm. um, then, I mean, don't we, at a certain point, don't we call that brainwashing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you no longer think for yourself and you're just waiting for that next crumb, that next nugget of information, tell me what to do, tell me what to do. You know, that's victim consciousness. Yeah. And um, I think what we're trying to do is really move away from that and come into our own power. And so what do we do, Erica, when we realize, um, because this has happened to me, um, what do we do when we realize that we've been assigning this sort of like, oh, they know it all status, this guru status to somebody. Once we realize that we've done that, what, what do we do after that? To me, it's a good idea, like, is to look at the person or the person, and then this person happened to be good at this category, but everything else, probably not, just like me, you know what I'm saying? Or mm -hmm. if we happen to be, you know, people start looking us at that, that position, it's a good idea to emulate like Archangel Raphael. Like Archangel Mikael was a little bossy, so he's not a good example. <laughs> but Archangel Raphael always told me, hey, you know, I think it's a good idea uh, for you to start learning how to heal. So my answer was, why do I have to learn healing? I'm in, in the entertainment industry. What's that got to do with me? That was my answer. So he was, he was extremely persuasive. And he was like, oh, I, I think it's a very good idea for yourself to heal. And then I said, well, you know, you got a point. So I'm going to do it for free. Then I'm going to do it. 
so that you're gonna bring me someone who is free and teach me how to do that that was my complete attitude of it right so he did the angel thing and then brought me people who can teach me like reiki one two three for free you know that was my studying as a healer you know mm -hmm. training and then i eventually you know decided to pay for whatever i was interested in but it wasn't but the whole point was uh, Aquangel Lafayette always suggests something, but he never told me this is what you should be doing. The choice okay. was always up to me, right? And how so, did you make the choice when when he would when he would suggest something to you? How did you go ahead and um, decide we, whether you were going to follow kept, that? We kept on talking. I wasn't following what he said, but he kept on talking about his idea. You know, like. Um, and then what he said made made sense to me so instead of refusing like oh this is my way like i'm not going to listen to anybody like to me that's very arrogant you know if mm -hmm. something makes sense to me so that's what i usually do if that makes sense to me but i say i'm not going to pay any money for it you know, because since that's not anything to do with my profession, why do I have to spend my money? That was like my my point of view back then, right? Yeah. So I didn't listen to him, but I told him, you got to bring someone who's going to teach me for free if you want me to learn, learn about healing. You know? <laughs> that was my attitude toward that. You had a little hang up on money back then, huh? <laughs> Well, I didn't, to me, I was very, like, practical. To me, like, if it doesn't bring me any kind of practical benefit in my business, I don't really want to spend any money which is not uh, beneficial for me. Yeah, no, I get it. I was just picking on you. But, um, <laughs> for me, I just, um, when I started realizing that um, some of the people that I was putting a lot of weight into everything they said, you know, mm -hmm. reading all their books and yeah. And then, you know, it would, it kept happening over and over again. Like the first one I can think of would be years and years ago would be conversations by with God by oh, Neil yeah. Donald Walsh. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I love, love, love his work, and um, I still, uh, you know, I have it. It's on my nightstand, actually. It's, mm -hmm. it's not a Bible, and he makes it very clear this is not a Bible, but for me, um, I'd be going right along going, yes, 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 and then all of a sudden, I'd read something. i go, oh, wait a minute. That didn't feel so great, and I don't know about that, so I'd, I'd just keep on going and, you know, like file it for something to think about later on, you know, some concept that he would talk about. Mm -hmm. And when Neil Donald Walsh got to his third book um, mm -hmm. of Conversations with God, mm -hmm. it was like it all came together because one of the discussions was about our own personal filter. Mm-hmm. And I think that is so important to talk about in this discussion today, because no matter where we're getting our information, whether it be another human being um, or from the galactics or from the angelic realm, mm -hmm. we each and every one of us have our own filter. Yep. And that filter is created by all of our life experiences in this life, in past lives, in you know, in our souls, okay, mm -hmm. what, what our beliefs are, how have mm -hmm. we evolved to this point in time. And because of 
our own personal experiences and beliefs, we see things and interpret things in unique way. Mm -hmm. Every single one of us has our own unique way of perceiving life and what is around us and information. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm channeling or you're channeling, no matter what high source we're channeling information from, it's always, always going to come through our own filter. Mm -hmm. And this is why I say to people, you know, like if they ask me uh, a question and they want information, say I'm channeling uh, Raphael, for example, and he's my, my primary angel. So I love Raphael. I agree with you. His his energy is very relaxing and gentle, gentle, gentle. So say I'm doing a channel for somebody and I always preface to them and say, you know, there may be something in this message that I didn't understand correctly or because of my life experiences, my understanding of the information that came in may be skewed Mm -hmm. in some way. Or so all I can ever give you is, and I don't take money for this. I don't do this for a profession purposefully because I have a filter, you know, I use my um, channeling and psychic abilities to help others, but I don't charge for it. So anyway, um, and I use them during our quantum healing sessions, which I do charge for. But uh, point being, I always tell people, don't take my word for it. Meditate, think about it, let the information come to you. And if it isn't right, disregard it. Yeah, that's really important. And then this is the part of the reason you and I decided to be a quantum hypnotherapist because we believe, you know, each of us do have a filter. So when our clients are looking for their own answer, the best way is connect with their spiritual team or their higher self. So without any filter, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Let them get their own answers. Yeah. That's why we provide this service to our client because we can say whatever, uh, you know, I do channeling on my YouTube, but, I don't really provide a channeling service as my, um, you know, program. Um, I mean, accessing with Akashic record is not exactly channeling because I do really have to access that record. But mm-hmm. the channeling is like I'm, I'm accessing the aspect of who I am. So yes. that still goes through my filter, like whether I'm accessing... Um, Twin Flame Goddess Collective or Aster or whoever or angels, I can tell this is why easy to channel because that, that's part of me. Yes. And yes. I don't get tired of channeling because that's part of me. But when I access Akashic Record, the gatekeeper, I get so tired of it because that's not part of me. You know, right, I keep right. and that's why I had to charge money for it because it's really tiring, by the way, um, because that's not part of your, you, who you are. And the, the world of Akashic Record or Galactic Record, they have their own, I don't know what to say, the realm of this, this world, they keep this stuff in each district or each section, but uh, they are very independent, um, 
you know, entity or group consciousness or whatever. So they are very neutral. So they don't really have access to, I'm not saying access, but connection to the individual filter, if that make any sense. You know, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Like we, we have our angels, uh, higher selves, like highest angel selves. But like my understanding of Akashic record or galactic record is, some of the high realm of angels are keeping those records, but they don't have any um, aspect of their soul to other individual souls. Whether yeah, that's not, like their primary job that they're yeah, not energetically yeah. connected to the individual soul, and that's why it takes so much effort to get to them and they access them. Hard, yeah, you know. Yeah, I got you. I understand. So, they have so to be neutral. It, yeah, they have to be neutral because they're kind of a gatekeeper, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so for people who don't ch uh, channel or they don't believe that they can, um, what kind of tips uh, can we give them for accessing their own internal information? Well, they can meditate, but, you know, the part of the reason why you and I provide our services, you know, uh, for that reason, because not everybody can access their information through meditation but we are professionals so we know how to guide you going to that state and then we help you to connect with your spiritual team or your higher self so you can get the answer so that's yeah. my most practical way of telling you if you want to access you know contact us <laughs> you know that's yeah. what we are here for <laughs> and that's uh how we provide our service because we, you and I, both of us feel like your direct access to your higher part of self is a purest information instead of going yeah. through other people. Yes, right? yes, 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 absolutely, 110%. And I'll tell you, just having had um, my own session before I went into becoming a practitioner, mm -hmm. um, I knew without a shadow of a doubt that the information and the healing that I received was real because I experienced it. Not only did I see it, I felt it, I heard it. I, I mean, I was all encompassed by the energy of my higher self. And then I was connected to the central sun. And then I saw my heart come up in front of my face and mm -hmm. I saw the energy come into it to heal it. So anyway, if someone had told me that story, I would like, God, oh, great story, kind of cool there's really no substitute for experiencing it. Now, what about when we're reading or listening to a guru? What, what do we do then? How do we know what our truth is? If we resonate with whatever they're saying, just take that, you know, I do watch tarot card reading, but I'm not going to take everything what they say, you know, some part it makes sense to me. So I was like, wow, it's really cool. Some part that I'm mm, not really sure, so I just leave it, you know. Cool. So you yeah. can use everything for that, not just tarot card reading. Like, I do like Dr. Joe Dispenza, and I like how he explains a lot of scientific facts and the quantum stuff, and then he teaches his stuff how to um, brain relate with uh, disease and stuff like that, hormones. It, it's the something like I still appreciate, but like I don't look at him like wow, he can solve everything for us, you know. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'm right with you. 
always make sense to me, so I do listen. But that's a part of the information. Like you like book A, you like book C, you like book D. All of them you appreciate, but you're not gonna look at everything like this one book is a word of God, you know? <laughs> you know yeah, it's not the do-all, end-all, right? And it's not the complete story. I mean, none of it is, right? Mm -hmm. We're still figuring that out and that's why we're alive. Yeah. Um, and I would just say like, um, you know, if you're reading something and all of a sudden you get this feeling, this, we all have intuition, okay? Mm -hmm. It's not unique to any one person. That's one of our gifts we come into life with. Yeah. So if we, if we're reading something, we're hearing something and then we get some kind of reaction, just, you know, just that moment, oh, you know, I don't, I don't know about that. Like you said, I don't know if that's true or I don't know if I agree with it. Um, that's telling you that that information is not for you. Yeah. It's not true for you. And then just and, uh, someone is famous, like you don't have to listen to that person. Like just because your, your friend recommended, oh, this person is so good and famous. When you don't feel like you're resonating with this person, you know, like you have your person, you feel like, wow, you know, it doesn't yeah. have to be famous. Exactly. And that just reminds me of um, this whole idea of influencers, you know, people that get paid to mm -hmm. get on the social media and everything with their products. Mm -hmm. Like, do you really want to be influenced? How about just be real? Like, I'm, I have the same coat that I had a couple years ago and I, I wear it because I like it. It's nice and warm and it's got a fuzzy collar and I like the way it feels on my neck and yeah. Honestly, I don't care too much whether it's in style or what's what other people are wearing. I mean, come on, people, be yourselves, be unique. Yeah. This is what the beauty of life is, is, is not trying to be like everybody else. Okay. So, you know, like that would be my biggest uh, message, you know, no gurus and be true to yourself. Don't try yeah. to be like everybody else. That's what yeah. makes you special. Yeah. Just take a good part from everybody. Being humble is a good idea. You're not the God. I'm not God. So is not the God. I mean, we are a God, but we are not the God. We are God who is running to become prime creator someday, which is all galactic beings are doing. We don't know how long that's going to take to bring us back to the prime creator. It's a long journey. You know, that's what ascension journey is all about. You mean returning, but, returning yeah, to, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, that's the journey you no know, we should talk about that next week yeah we will <laughs> but, let's do that uh-huh so so we are still learning so we can learn everything anything from other people because you know other people know more than you do whatever that is right and then when we feel like oh my god i want to learn this from other person then just learn it and take it and then not take it like steal it but make it part of who you are so you become more enriched to yourself and become better version of yourself right yeah so that's yeah. my take on guru or whoever you feel resonated with it and then one thing i was told when i was talking to archangels they told me not to study from anybody <laughs> don't read anything don't watch anything if you want to talk you talk with us so i wasn't really told to um read anything you know when they felt like they wanted me to introduce someone like eventually 
Bashar is one of the entity they, they said, oh, you, you, you can start listening to Bashar if you want to. The, part, the thing is, if I want to, right? So yeah. That's, that's <laughs> what we're talking about. I mean, if we're attracted to something, chances are there's probably something, someone, if we're attracted to someone's work, yeah. there's a big chance that there's something in it for us. And that that doesn't mean we got to buy the whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. So even angels had this attitude about, oh, you listen to Bashar, not like that, you know? <laughs> uh, you know, Bashar, like, I think we highly recommend you for you to listen. So that's how I was introduced by, you know, one person or the other entity or whoever to listen to, but I was never told to listen or told to read any books, like eventually, you know? It's all just suggestion, right? suggestions that's why they call them guides <laughs> they don't call them they don't call them benevolent dictators they call yeah. them guides because I they be listening any of those i don't care who they are <laughs> <laughs> good so, good stuff yeah. so next week we'll cover um i guess we'll cover our return to source huh yeah we'll talk about that so it's a big topic for listening so Sue and I are going to talk about return to the prime creator next week. And uh, please like, share, subscribe, and we'll see you guys next Friday. Bye. Bye. Oh, I didn't. Thank you so much for listening. So Sue and I are going to come back to talk to you on next Friday. Bye!